This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Proverbs chapter 3. Today's message is entitled, How to Have the Best Year of Your Life. And you know, it's all about wisdom. Too bad wisdom is bought on the installment plan. In other words, you've got to live a long life and you've got to go through the crucible of experience in order to gain wisdom. But wisdom is making good choices. And when you make good choices, you have good outcomes. And so wisdom is emphasized here in Proverbs chapter 3. And um, I'm going to bring out some powerful principles on how you can have the best year of your life. But I want to go to the heart of this chapter by reading verses 13 through 20. Proverbs 3, 13 to 20. Blessed, that is happy, are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided, and the clouds let drop the dew. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, since you used wisdom to create the heavens and the earth, we should value wisdom more than anything. We should seek wisdom. We should pursue wisdom because we want to make right choices. We want to honor you. We want a life that glorifies your holy name, that points to you as the source and the supplier, as the one who is worthy of all of our praise. So, Father, Please speak to our hearts as we look together at your word. In Jesus' name, amen. How to have the best year of your life. Obviously, after the couple of years we've been through, uh, 2020, 2021, 2022, it's got to get better, right? Well, really, it's not your external circumstances that make the quality of your life it's the internal choices and your well-being that give you quality of life. You can have terrible circumstances and still have shalom, peace. There was a contest to see who could paint the picture of perfect peace. Now, the runner-up was this beautiful cabin with a wisp of smoke coming out of the chimney that was right by a placid lake that looked like a mirror. 
Oh, isn't that the picture of perfect peace? But that's not the portrait that won. The painting that won the best portrayal of perfect peace was a raging waterfall. And above the raging waterfall was a branch, a large branch, and on the branch was a little nest. And on the nest were these cute little birds, and the mother was nestled among them. And that won the prize for perfect peace. You could have turbulence in your life, but if you have the Prince of Peace in your heart, you have shalom. You have a sense of well-being. Now, as I look at you, I have probably said this before, but you have outlived most of your peers. And whatever the secret of your long life is, I want it. Whatever you're drinking, I want to start drinking that. But I realize after being with you for three years here at Butte Bible Fellowship, the secret of your long life. It's that you have been applying the principles of God's Word to your life. And God has blessed you. So, since I'm speaking to the choir, I am going to go through seven basic fundamental principles that come with phenomenal promises of God's blessing that you have probably been practicing all of your Christian life. But just in case there's one or two that you might need to practice, let's review. First of all, obey what you know. Proverbs 3, 1-2. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep your com my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Now this is King Solomon, and he's speaking to his son, and he's imparting to him the greatest wisdom he can. And he's saying to his son that the secret to having a long and fulfilling life with peace and prosperity is to obey the Word of God. That's the secret. Now, this is important because he's not only saying, obey it, he says, don't forget it. Be in the habit of obeying it. And obey it from your heart. Don't give it lip service. Really believe it and trust it and follow through on the Word of God. Now, we shouldn't be surprised that this is backed up by the rest of the teaching of Scripture. Joshua 1.9 says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. How many have heard, have a prosperous new year? Well, here it is. How can you have a prosperous new year? By obeying what you know about the Word of God. You know, you know a lot about the Word of God. It's not what you don't know that's a problem, it's what you do know that's a problem. Put the practice what you know. James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves, 
do what it says. If you put God's word into practice, he blesses your obedience. That's free and clear. Now, many of you have been practicing this already. So this is merely a reminder. The second one is be loving and dependable. Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Wouldn't you like to be blessed spiritually and socially? Of course you would. Well, how can you be? By letting love and faithfulness characterize your life. Isn't it interesting that when God revealed himself to Moses in Exodus 34, 6, he passed in front of Moses proclaiming about himself, saying, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. In Psalm 115, verse 1, the psalmist says, Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. So God wants us to emulate his character that we have love and faithfulness. Now this might help that we have love and truth. Someone has said truth is the structural part of the character of God, and love is the relational part of the character of God. We need grace and truth, or truth and love. If you only have truth, it's too hard and condemning. If you only have love, it's too soft and syrupy. We need truth and love. When Jesus came and revealed God the Father, we beheld him full of grace and truth. That's the character, the heart of God. And he wants us to reflect that by being loving and truthful. When you are a loving and honest person, you have favor in the eyes of God and before people. You know, I pray for my grandkids Luke 1.52, every day, I pray, O oh Lord, for Kaizen and Benjamin Liu and for Benny Grace and for Oliver, I pray that you would grant that they may grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. How do we get in favor with God and man? By being loving and truthful. Now again, you've lived a long life, and you all have been very loving and very truthful. So this is probably not one you need to work on. But for the few that might, who are younger, this is it. Next, trust in the Lord completely. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with your whole heart, 
and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him or acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. This is a very important principle. How many of us have lived by this set of verses time and time again? Every time I went to make a hire for a church staff member, I used this verse. Every time I was looking for God's will and direction in my life, I claimed these verses. Now, it has three commands. It says we're to trust, that is, we're to rely on, depend upon God. Second, it says lean not. We are not to depend on our own native instincts. And then third, it says submit or acknowledge. It means we're to have fellowship and intimacy with God in all of life. Now, when you have those three commands obeyed, God makes your path straight. Now, straight is relative. It may not be a straight line from A to B. It may be circuitous, but it gets you where you need to be at the right time because you've been prepared to receive that. So God will get you where you need to go at the right time, but you need to trust him. You need to stop thinking that you know better or more than God and leaning on your own understanding. And you need to acknowledge him every step of your life. Thank you, Lord, that you're with me. Thank you, Lord, that you're leading me. Thank you that you will guide me. Thank you that you will get me to the other side of this trial. Keep on trusting. Make it a habit of trusting the Lord. I'm looking out at a sea of people who have earned the t-shirt many times because you have had to trust the Lord time and time again, and you can testify that God directed you, that he went before you and he made the path straight and he got you through. The Bible says in Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song, I praise him. Psalm 91, verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And Psalm 145, verse 13, the latter half, the Lord is trustworthy and in all he promises and faithful in all he does. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Next is respect God by turning from sins. Now this may be a surprise. On the top principles you've lived your Christian life by, you may not have had this one on that list. Proverbs 3, 7 and 8 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. I have to tell you why the Word of God is so powerful. Because it's from God Himself. It's God-breathed. If I were to make a list of what would make this the best year ever, I probably wouldn't have this one on my list. But now I do because I want to think God's thoughts after him. He says, do you want this to be the best year of your life? Then respect me, worship me by turning from your sins. Sin number one 
is do not be wise in your own eyes. Now remember, we just heard, lean not on your own understanding. As if we didn't get it, Solomon repeats it, do not be wise in your own eyes. Son, when it comes to your relationship with God, don't be a wise guy. Don't think that you know better than God. Don't think that you can run the universe because you can't. There's one God and you're not Him. So wise up and have a reverential fear for the Lord that respects Him and turn from your pride and trust the Lord. So... Perhaps I caught some of you seniors, and you say, okay, I might have to work on this a little. I love the hymn that says, my Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine. For thee, all the follies of sin, I resign. When you know the Lord and you love him, Why do you want to traffic in anything that affects your fellowship with him? You want to keep up-to-date accounts with him. When you sin, confess it, repent and turn back to the Lord, get back on the road of blessing, and the Lord will reward you. And notice, he rewards you by giving you health. You have health in your body and nourishment in your bones. How many sins have led to the deterioration of a person's health? Because they've rebelled against God, because they've trafficked in anger and in in, uh, hatred and in all anxiety, it's eaten up their bodies. Do you want a healthy body? It's not going to the gym every day. It's worshiping God, respecting Him, and turning away from things that affect your fellowship with Him. Next uh, is give first to the Lord's work. Here's another one that's surprising. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. I had the privilege of pastoring a man who lived to be 104, Art Garkey. And he said, I said to him, what's the secret of your long life? And the first part was, well, I chew my food 30 times. So when he had food in his mouth, he would chew it 30 times before swallowing it. What a slow eater. But he says, no, I'm going to tell you the real secret for my long life. It's crops. C-R-O-P-S. C is commitment to Christ. R is read the Bible. O is obey. P is pray. And S is stewardship. Give to the Lord. And he believed that, and that was the secret of his long life. 
When you honor the Lord, He honors you. And Malachi 3, 10 and 11 says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. So God makes a promise, and you can trust Him. This is where trusting Him completely comes in. Some things take a long time before they're sanctified. And one of those is your wallet. Is your wallet sanctified? In other words, are you trusting the Lord enough to give to Him and trust that He'll provide the rest? God wants us to put Him first. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We should not be surprised that giving is a tangible expression of trust. Giving puts material things in perspective that it's in God we trust, not in the almighty dollar that we trust. Next, learn when the Father corrects you. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. So the Lord wants to correct us. He wants to train us in righteousness. And he uses these goads, which is like long sticks, to poke us in the right direction. Saul kicked against the goads. He didn't want to go in the direction of trusting in Jesus the Messiah. But when he saw Jesus on the road to, to Damascus, that's when the Lord said, why do you keep kicking against the goads? And he trusted in Jesus as the Messiah. So we are not to despise or kick off the goads of our Lord. We're to say, yes, Lord, I need to grow in that area. Hebrews 12 says, And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as, as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Moreover, we have all, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So learn when the Lord disciplines you and you'll save yourself from a lot of misery and a lot of mistakes and a lot of painful regrets. Finally, treat people fairly and compassionately. Proverbs 3, 27-31, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you when you already have it with you. Do not plot harm against your neighbor who lives trustfully near, 
Do not envy the violent or choose any of their ways. Now this may be a surprise to many of you, that if you want to have the best year ever, treat people better than you do now. Pretend there's a number 10 over their head. Pretend they're a VIP and give them royal treatment. Give them respect and dignity. Don't withhold. Don't say, I'll give it to you later, because you'll never give it to them. Don't be suspicious. Don't live in paranoia that you're always suspicious of others, and you want to do unto them before they do unto you. That's not the golden rule. The golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Not do unto others before they do something bad to you. So, trust. Love. Treat people fairly and compassionately. Now, in the New Testament, it says in 1 John 3, 16 and 18, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So when you have an opportunity to help someone in need, do so. Do so wisely. We have a number of homeless people that are just wanting us to uh, support their irresponsible lifestyle. If they really want help and they truly are heading in the right direction, help them. But if they're going to use the money for drugs and alcohol and cigarettes, then that's not something you want to condone and support. We are to help one another. And I want to say something about this congregation. You truly are the body of Christ in action. When I hear of somebody going out always to the other side of town to pick someone so they could come to prayer meeting. Well, when we had uh, Debbie take um, Amy to Texas to visit her sister, that was an example of the body of Christ in action. It's a beautiful thing. Let's look out for one another in the new year. When the going gets tough, the tough get together. And so we praise God for this loving body. So how can you have the best year of your life? Obey what you know. Be loving and dependable. Trust in the Lord completely. Respect God by turning from sins. Give first to the Lord's work. Learn when the Father corrects you. Treat people fairly and compassionately. Now, since you all have been doing all these principles... That's the end of the sermon. But for those of you who are younger, pick out the one that you need to work on. And by the way, because these principles are so powerful and so true, and we should be giving ourselves to practicing them throughout the year, I'm going to give you all of the slides as you leave today 
from the church service. So you're going to have every one of these principles in one page so that you can review it and say, Lord, help me to practice this throughout 2023. And guess what? The Lord will bless you. I would like for us in January 2024 to say, you know what? I put that to practice. God was faithful. God blessed me. And I give testimony that this is true. I'd love to hear that. So please, honor the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we do praise you that you have given us your word. It's God-breathed. It came right out of your mouth as your Holy Spirit moved people to write it. Thank you that it's all true and that it's profitable, useful for teaching, correction, and rebuke and training in righteousness so that we can be fully equipped to live lives that honor you and that reflect your son Jesus. Thank you for Jesus laying down his life so that we could be forgiven and receive eternal life. We want to remember what Jesus did on the cross for us. So prepare our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.